everyone. Welcome to another episode of Alpha Waves. And we are here with our lovely guest, August 12th. Love, love. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. Thank Always you for appreciated. being here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so do you want to tell us who you are, what you do, uh, what you're bringing here for us today? Um, bringing here. Just good vibes, you know, just good vibes, good debates. Yeah. Mm. Um, but who am I as a person? My name is August 12th. Mm-hmm. I'm a singer songwriter producer artist musician engineer couple couple other things as well but you know yeah Yeah. that's that's the main stuff like music entertainment is my background so Mm -hmm. yeah well again thank you for being here and again thank you for having me (laughs) i appreciate it yeah yeah it's not every day i get to be on a podcast so you know that's true that's true and we're glad that you chose us thank you (laughs) so today we're here to talk about something really exciting something Mm -hmm. really current and that's over exposure Mm -hmm. so what we kind of wanted to talk about with that or explore is do you think the world is becoming too overexposed online and is it a good thing or a bad thing 100% I think Is it a good thing? Hmm. I guess in some cases it can be good because overexposure in terms of content can definitely help businesses thrive. Hmm. Like for example, there's a comedian called Matt Reif Mm -hmm. and he definitely, um, I wouldn't use the word overexposed, but he definitely posted a lot of consistent content uh, during the COVID period of his um, stand-up comedian uh, performances. And right now he's, doing like world tours and mm. stuff. So it was like clips like of his shows yeah, yeah. and stuff. So it's like short form personally. content. That's where a lot of overexposure is, I guess. But yeah, mm. my, my main point is, yeah, I think it, it can be good in a way, uh, just mainly because it can help people thrive in certain areas in terms of like business and stuff mm. like that. Uh, but being overexposed in a negative way depends on what you're taking in. Because if you're consistently taking in positive content, Mm -hmm. then I guess there wouldn't really be much of an issue of overexposure to that. However, consistently taking in negative content and being overexposed to that will definitely um, shape your reality as well. So that's one negative to do with overexposure. Mm. See, what do you think about, so part of like the inspiration for this episode was looking at Mm. TikToks of saying, you know, people who are sharing certain experiences about their life. So, Mm -hmm. you know, one trend going around is people talking about their dates or what happened. Mm -hmm. And then that person who went on a date with them. I've seen a couple of those. (laughs) Yeah, ends up seeing the the TikTok. Like what's your kind of thoughts on that? Because for Um, me, yeah, I don't know. I'm just like, where do you draw the line in terms of sharing your own life and having those story times, but then also doing things that affect other people? Mm. Like, is there some kind of consent that needs to happen for other people involved in those stories mm. who are hearing that they were ghosted for that reason mm. via your TikTok? Um, I've got a question, yeah? Mm. And then when I get the answer, it will it all makes sense, right? So when you watch these TikToks, like what do you get out of them? Mm. You're entertained, right? Yeah. So that's what the platform is, it's for entertainment. And I think people have, they either have a conscious understanding of it or a subconscious understanding that that's exactly what that platform is for. So a lot of people want to just entertain others, either with their life stories 
or you know mm. just silly things that occur and yeah that's that's mainly why they're doing that um it could be detrimental to the person who mm. they went on a date with or stuff like that but in most cases the person's not actually named so mm. it's not like a name and shame type of case or scenario so True. i feel like if they feel away because mm. you know this has now gone viral and it's a situation that was in relation to them Mm. I understand it, but at the same time, you're not named, so you can you can st you can still get on with your life comfortably. You know what I mean? True, I guess so. Do you disagree? <laughs> I'm looking at your face, and you look like you disagree. <laughs> My eyes are dotting all over. <laughs> I'm like, okay, no, I don't know because I think it depends. Because say if you are having like a good date with someone, or you think mm. it's going well, and that person's still speaking to you, and then they're posting stuff like this. Mm. It is entertaining, but is it something that's been posted just for attention? You mm. know, and you're using people's real experiences and potentially their real feelings mm. for that. Mm. And another example I'll give is I saw a TikTok about this girl who was talking about her brother's girlfriend slash sister-in-law her sister-in-law something mm. some kind of very close dynamic like that where her sister-in-law or brother's girlfriend whatever the relation was she did something to upset her so she you know created this whole tiktok talking about the experience and in a nutshell saying that you know she was doing well her sister-in-law was quite rude to her so she gathered that maybe her sister-in-law was jealous and then in the mm. comments not only did they name and find this sister-in-law hey. but they found her whole tiktok and started jumping to her tiktok so it's just so easy to find the person that you're talking about i don't know if it's easy but i think it's easy for those who have an understanding of the situation and probably mm. know people involved because yeah. me personally if i i've seen a lot of these tiktoks Mm. There's no way for me to do up FBI and, and find these people, you know. I mean, I personally do not have the time. That's yeah. But some yeah. people do, and I think because I was thinking about this, and I was like, does it enable the person whose story is to continue believing their narrative mm. without leaving room for reflection or being accountable? Like, mm. are we creating that kind of toxic cancel culture of just outing everybody in your story and your frame without? any kind of you know way to mm. measure or safeguard that i don't think we i don't think we're creating it it's already been created mm. like cancel culture is a very real thing yeah and everything you mentioned that's already occurring and it's been occurring for a couple of years now mm. but at the same time on the same topic of um of that right mm. so you know like the, the way i look at it is TikTok is just YouTube videos and short form content. Mm. So people have been doing like overexposure of their lives for years in like mm. YouTube vlogs and stuff. Yeah. Like that's where a lot of it started, started to begin. Yeah. Like, mm. So yeah, I think, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I don't mm -hmm. really see much of an issue with it at the moment. I can mm. see where it's detrimental in places. Yeah. But I think it's just down to the individual of how they consume the content, to be fair. Mm, like how seriously you take yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it is scary when you see people taking it so seriously to the point where yeah. they're finding other people in the story. Yeah. I just don't really know how I feel about it. Like, because also, I think it affects me personally, not mm. in terms of those exact people, but in terms of how much 
I tend to expose or not want to expose myself in my platforms or in real mm -hmm. life as well. Like, I don't mm -hmm. know, how do you, like, does that affect you? Um, not really. I mean, I know mm. what should be shared and what shouldn't be shared. Mm. I know what's uh, I know what's personal and what can be made public. Mm. Um, it's just what's the word? Mm. It's, it's a D word. My boy says it to me all the discernment. That's it. That's it. Yeah, my boy says it to me all the time. It's a, it's just about having yeah. it's just about having discernment. Like mm. if you have discernment, then. I think you know what you should be posting and what you shouldn't be posting. Mm. I think in terms of like, well, with my industry, because I'm in the music industry, uh, you kind of need to, well, you don't need to, mm. but it's more of a benefit if you do post your life because then, you know, it gives mm. people uh, a way of being emotionally invested in who you are as a person, mm. rather than what you're trying to sell to them, whether it be merchandise, music, um, mm. et cetera, et cetera. Do you know what I mean? So... Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's okay to share some personal things. Yeah. But yeah, I think my my limits are I don't really I don't really like post family members. So mm. I've never posted my mum or my dad on my yeah. Instagram, TikTok, and none of that. Mm. I don't want none of that. How come? Like why is that a Oh, so <laughs> So Let's let's pause Funny there for funny a funny story, right? <laughs> mm. So um this was years ago when this was like before Instagram was Instagramming. So it was mm. probably like maybe mm, like 2014, something like that. Wow, 2014, yeah. 2015. Okay. Um, it was the early days mm. and it was Mother's Day. Mm. Someone posted their mum on Instagram and there was like a hundred comments because the young, the, the mum's a young mum, isn't it? Yeah. So she's like, <laughs> maybe just about hit 40 or just a little bit under 40 mm. and yeah a lot of the comments were just like oh your mum is a milf like oh your mum is beautiful let me get your mum's number like, like I'm just thinking rad like mm. there's no like line no, yeah like you lot are all willing to cross that one line where mm. it's like yeah you don't disrespect someone's mum you don't talk yeah. about someone's family member Okay, and it's Mother's cool. Day, just like the picture of That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But yeah, discernment again, isn't it? You mm. can't you can't trust other people to uh act the way that you think is the right mm. way to act. So behave appropriately, especially yeah, exactly. online. Yeah. And you know, a wise man learns from other people's mistakes. Mm. So from that point on, I was just like, Yeah, I don't want my mum on no social media. <laughs> I don't want her posting it. This social media yeah. stuff can be dangerous. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, fair. That's such a random example. Like, even just something, not small, because that's not small, I imagine, yeah, for the yeah, person yeah. that's really annoying. But even just, and even though it was complimentary, it's yeah, like, yeah. it is so invasive on your life. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> to kind of see that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how that mm. guy feels or felt in that moment, but I know if mm. that was me, I'd be wanting to fight everyone in the comments. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just delete the post. Do you know Ruin what I mean? Mother's Day. Do you know like, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I never post my mom for Mother's Day. I just post like one of my baby, uh, one of my baby pictures. That's sweet. And that's it, yeah. yeah. On that topic, actually, what do you think about that in terms of like those kind of parents that have like yeah. pages for their children? Yeah, have pages for their children or people who. <laughs> Or people who like post loads of content of their kids and stuff like that, like the mum influences and I families. think, do you know what it is, yeah? Mm. Everything nowadays, let me word this correctly. Majority of things mm. these days is just a cash grab. Mm -hmm. And it's like, 
your child has just come out the womb and is now and you've already made an instagram page for your child and your child is now a baby model Mm. and what yeah let your child have a childhood first Mm. do you know what i mean like you don't need to be making an instagram page for your child and all the activities that your child gets up to in their home i'll be Mm. honest yeah there's a couple people that will care but majority of people in life in general in reality do not Mm. care what your child is doing at the age of eight months old yeah you know what i mean it is it's so strange like i used to work in that industry as um like a sales person mm -hmm. for mum influencers Mm. and so you kind of get to know them and stuff and it's so crazy seeing because on the one hand they are enriching their children's Mm. lives with all of these like brand deals and these Mm. experiences and trips and stuff like that Mm. but it is so exhausting at the same time Mm. that you're not really being present you know Mm. because it's not just you pick up your camera and take a video you're setting everything up you're getting mm. the lighting right you're doing all these things that's it sorry to cut mm. your wisdom mm. but it's like you're trying to create those moments mm. yeah when realistically those should be organic moments with your child yeah yeah to me i think see i'm a little bit more lenient when it's when it's someone who's already an influencer mm. and then they're just basically adding their child to mm. their brand i'm a little bit more lenient with that but for for me it's just I don't think you need to make your child an influencer. Yeah, I don't think so either. And also... Unless they... Sorry to cut you again, but unless they want (laughs) to be an influencer at whatever age when they might see someone on a TikTok or Mm. YouTube and be like, yeah, I want to be like that person. Mom, dad, how Mm. do I do that? Mm. Hold this camera for me. Like, Mm. then that's when I'm like, okay, you can encourage that behavior. Yeah. But don't like try to force them into it to get brand deals and X, Y, Z. Just let your child live and be the best parent possible. Do you know what I mean? Just take photos and have a photo album. That's it. Like the old days. Just just do that. Because I don't know, even um, like one incident we had when I was working that workplace was Mm. one of the mum influencers. Someone in a video that she made, so it wasn't herself, it was like a group of friends on this paid trip. They said something and she got cancelled because of that. What did she say? I can't remember what it was, but it was something crazy, I believe. Okay. I can't remember. Yeah. Okay. But okay. I remember we were all like, oh, yeah, you're going to be cancelled for that. <laughs> and it was just really, really um, sad, actually, to observe her whole life fall apart mm. because she was the main breadwinner in order to, you know, from the success she was having from her channel. Mm. And just in a second, in one video, it all fell apart. Mm. And she kind of went through like a very horrible episode after that because Mm. of it all and just receiving all these trolls and haters online. You know, she's not a celebrity, she's a normal woman. She just Mm. happens to have millions and millions of followers, but she lives, you know, in a remote place doing this. Mm. So it kind of puts it into reality how fragile that world can be and how easily Mm. it can just drop off i guess and i wonder how much that impacts your family Mm. life as well when you're going through something like Mm. that especially if you're the breadwinner Mm. the thing is i don't think um i don't believe people who are on the other end of the cancel culture like the ones that are trying to do the cancelling i don't Mm. think they actually understand the implications um, that cancelling or or trying to cancel somebody because I don't believe you can ever truly be cancelled mm. but yeah I don't think they understand what the implications are on that person that they're quote unquote cancelling yeah because you actually don't know what type of person they are behind closed doors mm. you're just kind of going off of whatever they said in 
2015. It's so and true. And then it's like, yeah, but it's 2024 now. That's nine mm. years later. There's been nine years of growth. Mm. You liked who they were up until this point. Yeah. So why is it that this one comment they stupidly made mm. when they were uneducated on the topic or mm-hmm. probably a little bit ignorant to it and didn't understand? Do you know what I mean? Or that their friend might have made like something. Do you know what just I mean? Like implicated. Any yeah. anything. I think people change over time at mm. some point. So it's like yeah, you have to. You also have to give people an opportunity to say their piece. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and kind of living their truth. And even what you said with not knowing what people are like behind closed doors, that's Mm. so true because, Mm. you know, when we meet these influencers or if there was like an event with all of them, Mm. all of them, I'm not saying every single person is like this, everyone's different, but all of them were so anxious and Mm. insecure about different things. They just weren't these bubbly, confident, you know, got it all together. Yeah, nobody is who they portray themselves to be on the big screen store. But then don't you think in like the flip side then of overexposure that that can sometimes be a positive thing when people are sharing their vulnerabilities? Um... (laughs) Repeat the question again for me. Like, do you think it's a positive thing when people online are sharing their vulnerabilities or, you know, because I think there's a fine, <laughs> depends, there's a fine line. Depends on what they're sharing for mm. one. Um, what would be the the thing for you that would be okay and what would be like the line that isn't? What would I, what wouldn't I share? Alright, so like, I'll just use relationships for an example, yeah? Okay. So let's just say I got into a relationship tomorrow. Mm. Um, I probably would not promote that Mm. anywhere on social media for like people with evil eye to come and Mm. see it or man them to be in my DMs like, oh yeah, I know your girl and she's done blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Or maybe even like vice versa. It's just, nah, man, that's Mm. that's not needed. It's an enemy of progress. Mm. And then let's just say two, three years later down the line, after making all this content with my girlfriend, mm. we're now breaking up and now I have to come to the internet and be like, oh, break yeah, up story. we've broken <laughs> up and now. Mm. And that, But the thing is on the flip side of that, right? Hmm. So when you have a breakup story and then you make like a whole YouTube video or TikTok video around it mm. and people obviously know the like relationship as well, yeah, you're going to get way more attention off that one breakup video than you would from like all the other videos and that's what i find weird like people so just true, are randomly drawn want to, to that. know yeah. what happened they want because they're invested in your life now they want yeah know they're what, invested what in the wrong. negative parts yeah. as, well, as well though that's yeah. the that's the thing yeah. but also i feel like when people share personal things in terms of how they've overcome something or mm. like a mental health issue mm. or even like a health issue mm. um you know a physical health issue an illness something like that mm. sometimes i think that can be helpful oh yeah 100 percent. like that's mm. on the positive side of it mm. for sure yeah yeah i think it can be useful but then at mm. the same time it's that whole line between wanting attention and mm. then over populating timelines with just negative things at the same Mm, time mm, you know mm. and that whole thing about accountability because you also can't just 
keep complaining about your life, you know, 100%. and have that become your brand. One hundred percent. Make people will make that their identity. Yeah. That's the. Uh, that's, yeah, it's a it's a funny mm. topic that one. <laughs> yeah, go on, tell me. Uh? <laughs> What's your thoughts on that? On that um, thing? yeah, w- like making something your identity online. Yeah. Just don't, uh, I don't know. I mean, um, mm. <laughs> I do know, but I'm just. Uh, trying to find the right words because I don't want to get cancelled yeah. I don't want to get cancelled okay. you know what I mean we'll bring you so, back <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know I think uh, mm. I think a lot of people today especially with this whole overexposure stuff mm. um, there's a lot of like victim mentality as well mm. that comes alongside it and then that becomes people's identity like oh this person done this to me and da 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 and then they just play the victim or maybe, maybe they are the victim but they over do it so that they can get the sympathy vote mm. from the audience or anyone who's going to be watching and then make that person the villain of their story which is perfectly mm. fine because their feelings are relevant in it but at the yeah. same time i'm just like yeah but life mm. happens i don't know man sometimes you can depends on the situation but mm. sometimes you can live and move on you know yeah and that's the thing do you find like in terms of the whole identity thing how do you deal with that in your life like with the line of work that you do too like, i don't really do struggle with identity mm. i feel like i'm very self-aware enough to know who i am mm. who i don't want to be yeah and then yeah when i come across people that are like what i don't want to be just kind of mm. stay away from them don't really watch their content mm. doesn't align with me doesn't resonate with me so i just yeah just keep my distance you know what i mean yeah. but yeah i've never really struggled with identity too tough as an adult mm. more so as a you know ad- adolescent when you're learning yourself still growing yeah, yeah. i think and yeah. that was during the era where, where there was no internet as well exactly so, yeah. that was just a real life that, that <laughs> real was just life real life problem. you had to get yeah. on with it you know what i mean yeah, there was true. no one to cry to you <laughs> yeah yeah i think it's hard though like for me i don't know with the whole identity thing i think mm. it's so interesting especially on like a well-being platform like this because a lot of the work is kind of sharing what you've been through and overcoming that and stuff yeah, like yeah. that and i think sometimes it can be hard to remember that you don't have to be the expert on something to do that because mm. you're just sharing your experience mm-hmm. but then there is this feeling of are people going to be judging this or like am i qualified enough to talk about this mm. or should you share that part of stuff like when you're still in the middle of a journey i Mm. think there's such an emphasis on where you end up or where you start there's not really much exposure on that middle part Mm. which is often very up and down or circular it's never really like a straight easy line people always post the beginning and then the end of the journey yeah so yeah funny yeah it's funny that but do people even want to see that the middle of the journey you know uh I think there are some people that want to see the middle, but I feel like so there's there's like there's formulas there's formulas to success, right? Mm. So if you could watch someone go from being a nobody to being a successful somebody, mm. and you watch their entire journey on like a YouTube video, and this is where like the daily vloggers came into play. Mm. So it's like, you can literally see what they were doing on a day-to-day basis that mm. kind of got that them to journey. that point. So yeah, it's a new, I, I, I don't so know, what man. what do you think about 
in that same breath then mm. reality tv shows <laughs> i don't like reality i don't like reality tv <laughs> but what's the difference in i know there's clear differences but isn't that similar in a sense with like watching someone start their mm. journey and how their empire grows i guess what reality tv show are you talking about where they're starting from nothing and then their empire's well, growing not necessarily starting from nothing but starting from where they are and then the journey of of growth Potentially, These I'm just, just devil's advocate. Just de <laughs> <laughs> I'm just naming a scenario, you know, because um, yeah. See the way I, uh, <laughs> the way I look at because mm. I don't really watch TV much, right? Mm. Or or movies too tough that are kind of close to reality because mm. the way I look at uh, the way I look at TV shows, movies, there's a saying: so art imitates life, and life mm. imitates art. So they draw inspiration from each other. Yeah. So even though reality TV is just TV mm. it, and some of it can be scripted or some of it can be like egged on or forced mm. by the producers produce, of the show, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So mm. I still look at reality TV and I'm just like, raw. okay, so there's people out there in this world that are just like this person. That mm. is scary. It's very scary for me because I take mm. everything like quite literal yeah that's one of my flaws i probably shouldn't do that but it <laughs> is what it is you, no, 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 because no. it's hard not to you know because yeah, yeah. you're seeing something that yes yeah, some bits may be scripted mm. but you're being brought into part of someone's life at the mm. same time mm. so as a viewer it's hard to distinguish what is real and what isn't in that scenario yeah and then this yeah. supposed normal person becomes a big celebrity and now has this huge voice and this responsibility. This is the thing with reality TV shows. Mm. Um, I'll just take Love Island, for example. Yeah. Not saying like it's a bad TV show or anything. I don't watch it. However, the, um, like the end result is you're taking literal nobodies, mm. putting them on a show in front of the masses, the mass population. And then off the back of that, they're now becoming influencers, mm. which is great. It's giving a lot of people an opportunity to, you know, probably come into themselves mm. and, you know, provide for themselves, their family members, et cetera, et cetera. But there's also a case where you could be giving the wrong person the power to, mm. to like have another platform off the back of that and what they decide to do with that platform in like maybe in, in a negative way as mm. well you got to think about that too. So it's like, yeah, I don't believe everyone deserves to become a celebrity just off the back of a reality TV show. I think that is absolutely crazy. Yeah. But I think that's the, the world we live in today. Sorry to cut yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. No, it's true. And I think the fact that that is an opportunity, you know, like mm. people go onto those shows thinking I can b completely turn my life around and become this rich celebrity and mm, stuff mm, like that. And mm. I think a lot of people, even overexposure with celebrities in that sense, mm. I empathize with it. Is empathize the right word? Because I haven't experienced it, obviously. Empathize, Maybe sympathize. sympathize. Yeah. Either similar. way, I do feel a way for them because I can't imagine what that must be like to suddenly just be a normal person to have mm. this microscope on you. And I don't mm. think anyone's trained for the experience of fame. I mean, you can't be trained for it. You have to experience it and kind of learn as you go, mm. to be fair. Yeah. That's how fame works. But I think majority of people that come into that line of business, should I say, I think they all have a little aspect of them that wants to be famous or to at least mm. experience fame. Mm. 
Yeah. Because there's some people that experience it because they've wanted it and then they're mm. like, oh no, I don't like this. And then they back off on the limelight completely mm. and you never hear from them or you don't hear from them that much. And then you've got other people that go full throttle yeah. and they show you everything now that they've got the opportunity. Mm. So any little bit and piece of their life that might go viral or you know get this brand deal over here mm. or engage with this audience over here, that's mm. what they want to do, isn't it? It's, biz- yeah. it's business at the end of the day, but it's very that's interesting. It. it is so interesting because it is business at the end of the day. Like that's mm. what people are doing, but it's business built on real life in a mm. sense. You know, mm. that's kind of what they're sharing. Mm. So I don't know. I think it creates like a distorted sense of reality as mm. well because you're seeing these faces and these things mm. all the time, so mm. often. And even using your example of like love island stars Mm. and stuff i think it's such a weird dynamic because their entire business rests on their relationship now yeah 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 (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's sorry i was laughing because i literally just had a thought in my head right and it was Mm. like you came on this show for love however you're leading with fame And that's what I find so funny about that TV show and all the other TV shows along the same sort of lines of Mm. that. I mean, I'm not saying that's the intention of Love Island either because Mm. they're just the provider of the platform. Yeah. Now, what you're supposed to do with that platform is come on and find somebody that you love or find your girlfriend, boyfriend, person Mm. you want to be with for the rest of your life. Whatever you're on there for is what you're on there for, but it's mainly to be in like the romantic sense. Yeah. However, a lot of people will come off there and they'll come off there with fame and nobody to love, which mm. is crazy. You came on there for one, you say you came on there for one thing and then you left with something else. So, and say yeah. is the word because yeah, yeah. I personally feel like people go into Love Island knowing that it's for everything aside from love and you might be one of the rare lucky few who actually yeah. does find a real connection yeah, 100%, in there. Yeah, 100%, mm, so. yeah. I don't, I don't think it's about love anymore. It's just about providing entertainment for the masses. Yeah. And, you and know, I think people go on with that mindset of like, what yeah. character am I going to be yeah, 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 100%. on this show? When I watch mm. some of these reality TV shows, I think a lot of these people just overplay their actual ego Mm. that's where it gets over exaggerated and I'm just like oh okay cool I don't think you're really like this in person yeah this feels like an act but okay Mm. keep going yeah yeah exactly keep entertaining us that's Mm. it yeah Yeah. I don't really much myself either I think I like watching it when I can see people actually falling in love and then it's really really fun Mm. to watch and Mm. sweet and everything what feeling do you get off the back of that of watching people yeah, fall in yeah. love. I don't know. But even now, it just makes me feel so warm. Yeah, because like you're smiling. Just... <laughs> so I'm like, what feeling are you getting? Because even it's just, just so the thought nice of it. To it watch. Yeah. It's like watching a rom-com or something and then seeing two people's journeys and how they, you know, became something more solid and then they come out of the, the Love Island set and they're still going. It's just, mm. it's just quite heartwarming mm. to see that. Like, I don't think... I've enjoyed Love Island when I've watched seasons where there were loads of fights and arguments and stuff like that. Personally, <laughs> I really don't like it. I'm yeah, just like, yeah. why can't we all get along, you know? And yeah, I think that. that's what these companies do sell you on, like creating those feelings and those dreams and stuff mm. like that. Mm. But then when you really look at it and you think about- Everything's propaganda at the yeah. end of the day. 
And when you think about it in your real life, you're like, but if I was really in that situation myself, not Love Island, but interacting with this kind mm. of a person or whatever, mm. would I really, how would I actually react in this? Would it really be enjoyable? I don't know. Oh boy. The few times where I have watched Love Island because it was on in the background while I'm at someone's house, right? Mm, convenient, the background. Yeah, yeah. no, no, I'm not, <laughs> turning, I'm not turning that on for nothing. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, nah, mm. I, was, I was watching it and then when I was watching it, I was like, okay, cool. I can see how people can get sucked into this so mm. easily. But then I'm just like, yo, the way you lot do each other on these shows is dirty. Mm. And then that makes me think, is that how like relationships are today? Is that what it's are like they, trying I was to find gonna love? Say, is it That's that different crazy. from real life? Yeah. Is it that different from real life? I don't know. Because even like when you're talking to someone in the back of your head, do you not have that feeling of how many other people are they talking to you? No. No? No, no, no. Okay. I, don't, I don't get worried about I feel that. overexposed now. Oh. <laughs> no, no, because you're not overexposed because you asked me I'm the question. I'm just saying you hypothetically didn't, didn't... if someone feels that way, not me per se, <laughs> but if someone, if that's how people feel, like, is that not something that you think about? No, nah, that's not really crossed my mind before. Really? Why nah. not? Um confident within my source i guess okay. I, 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 I don't know what i don't know how Good else to uh, i don't know how else to kind of ex, uh, yeah i don't know how to, uh, mm. how to explain it i'm just yeah. uh yeah i just if they're talking to other people and i end up not being the person for them they're mm. gonna pick the other person anyway mm. and for all i know they could have met that person before i came along yeah. so they're they're deeper into it with that person than they are with me mm. so you just it, don't make it about yourself yeah. It is what it is. You need to take your ego out of a lot of things in life, whether it be dating, mm. work life, all of that mm. stuff, man. I feel like mm. when everything becomes ego driven or self centered, then yeah, you're just setting yourself up for failure, man. Mm. That's so true. Yeah. For the hypothetical person that needed that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think, especially, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Because in like today's dating world, yeah. I just feel like, and maybe it is an insecurity thing, I don't know, but maybe it isn't at the same time. Maybe mm. it's like a skepticism, cynical thing. Mm. But I think it's natural for people to wonder how, I don't know if it's how long someone's going to keep talking to them, but just kind of have that in the back of your mind that something might not be taken away from you but might meet its end because things change so quickly sometimes i think it's better to have the awareness that it could end at some point rather than being oblivious to it and mm. living in your delusion that it's going to last forever yeah especially when it's like early days and nobody's yeah. really made any commitment to each other yeah that's fine i mean well what would you call early days what's early days to you <laughs> Talking stage yeah. that people say. Yeah. I hate all of that stuff. But though. time frame though, what is that to what, you? Talking, talking stage. Day? Yeah. Talking stage is as long as it takes until somebody makes the first move to say, Oh, should mm. we go on a date here? Then the week after, let's go on a date here. Week mm. after, let's go on a date there. Mm. Stuff like that. I think talking stage is when you are just getting talking, to know each just other. Just getting to know each other. Yeah. But then people also say the talking stage can be while you're dating and there's just so many blurred lines so many blurred lines what are the rules i miss the days yeah <laughs> when 
I liked you and you like me. So let's be together and see what happens. Mm. And if it don't work out, it don't work out. Exactly. But at least we tried. At least I, we tried. I miss those days. Me I, too. I don't like all these now phases where mm. there's a talking stage, dating phase boyfriend girlfriend phase and then oh even though we, even though we're we're dating realistically we're in a situation ship even though we're sleeping together we're only just talking I'm, no, oh that will my, never be lord, my situation again lord no, i see God what forbid. you've done for other people <laughs> all i ask is when what when will you do it for me <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> i don't even want the how or the why just the when just the yeah, when yeah 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 facts but no man jokes aside though yeah uh dating's dating in relationships are relationships it is mm. what it is i mean civilization civilization will always evolve alongside technology mm. so technology back in the days there was less uh i feel like i'm going on to a complete tangent i'm with to, you though i like yeah, it no, yeah no, go um, on. But, uh, <laughs> we'll go back to what we were technology mm. uh back in the day was not as advanced as it is today yeah. so your close circle would usually be the people that were in your area mm. or people that are like the surrounding areas as well mm. so but nowadays you can find a guy that's in america and if he likes you that much, he'll fly you out there to be so with him. True. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, technology is different mm. now. So people have endless options. Mm. You can go on a dating app and have endless options. Yeah. So you don't you don't truly value people as much as you should or as much as you would have back in the days without technology. Mm. Is what it is. Mm, that is true. Do you disagree? Uh, let me land. Let me. No, no, I'm just, I'm just. Yeah. Do your thing. I don't necessarily disagree. Mm -hmm. That's a strong word mm -hmm. because I do see, it and a majority of people are like that. You know, where it's mm. just a quantity thing. Even um, you know, someone was talking to me the other day about her friend who broke up with his girlfriend. And he's on these dating apps now, you know, just jumping mm. right back in there, which mm. is fine. Good for him. And he's kind of really choosing quantity over quality, like just trying to speak to as many women as he can. And it's just like, what are the rules? How long should I wait to reply? Like, how am I supposed to collect all these women kind of thing? But on the other hand, I know a lot of people, myself being one of them, who really does find value on these apps mm. you know because i think if you go in there with an open mind and this is why i think overexposure can be a positive thing in terms of what you said like the internet exposing us to other kinds of people who we wouldn't mm. normally speak to or mm -hmm. be around mm -hmm. and i think it's useful in connecting you to other people 100 percent, because you never know what something could turn into and i think the problem mm -hmm. arises when you fixate on i've met this person and it needs to work like they need to be my boyfriend now mm -hmm. it needs to move out of the stage that we're in into another stage mm -hmm. because you're not valuing what's going on in front of you mm -hmm. you know and not every experience is going to turn into a relationship for example like mm -hmm. the thing that lasts forever but that doesn't mean it's not still valuable yeah yeah mm -hmm. i agree with that yeah i agree with that I just don't think that people are looking at long-term value when it mm. comes to finding or meeting people. They're looking more for the short-term value. So it's, what has this person currently got that can benefit my life that I've got right now? Mm. Um, I think it's, it's, it's that type of stuff. Mm. 
But that's just my perspective. That's just what my reality is currently showing me. But it doesn't yeah. mean I'm right or wrong. You know what I mean? Mm. And that's a good way of putting it. Like, that's just the reality mm. at that time. And you know what? That used to kind of be my reality of kind of meeting very shallow or superficial people mm. at a certain time. Mm. And that's kind of why I liked going on dating apps, actually, because I'd go on there, see what's going on, take a break and delete my profile altogether. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that round and then remake it. it and do the whole thing. And it would be so interesting to see the type of people that were speaking to me because it was kind of reflecting my energy back at me. Mm. Like I'd kind of use it as an experiment. Like, okay, mm. who is interacting with me the most? Like what kind of man? And also who am I going for right now? You mm. know, and it just is a nice way to check in with yourself to see what's going on with you. Very interesting Super perspective. Super interesting. It is. It really, really is. Very interesting perspective. I never would have thought of it like that. It's so fun. Seriously. Obviously, it's not fun when not many great things are being reflected. <laughs> 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 and you're like, oh, I'm yeah. in my... Because <laughs> it's, not, it's not, you know, it's an mm. energy thing. So for me, that was really interesting because it showed me what I was and wasn't ready for at the time. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Now it's like, oh, I'm not ready for anything serious right now, <laughs> depending on what's being reflected back to yeah, me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. At that time. Mm. Would you say you're a very self aware person? I think, as a self aware person, I don't want to say yes because <laughs> you're constantly learning about yourself. 100%. But you yeah. know who you are within this moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if I don't, then I'm able to mm. reflect on it at some point and get a better perspective. Understood. Yeah, mm. sometimes you don't know exactly what you're doing in the moment. You're just reacting. Mm. Mm. <laughs> you're not responding. But, but yeah, I would say I'm self-aware. I think looking at things like that, like how the world is interacting with me has always mm. been something quite interesting to me. It's mm. mm. interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. Why? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I was I was just kind of thinking like mm. relation to overexposure. Mm. Do you feel like you are, you yourself are overexposed to anything at this current moment? Hmm, what do you mean? As in like I'm um, Yeah, what do you mean? <laughs> like the content that you consume, whether it be on TikTok, YouTube, mm. Instagram, like whatever platform it might be on, could even mm. be on TV. Do you feel like there's any type of um narrative yeah narrative agenda or some type of identity the people you're watching mm. want you to take on for yourself mm. like do you feel you're overexposed to anything like that maybe that's such a good question mm. interesting as you'd say. <laughs> I would say i would say yeah yeah i am and let me think back because I think my algorithm does change quite often, mm -hmm. which is scary because I mm. think it's based on the conversations I have. Mm. So it's scary. Mm. The phones are always listening. Mm. You know what mm. I mean? They really are. Yeah. But I think two things that I've noticed on my feed lately, like a lot of, is one, a lot of content um, by both women and men, but I'd say on my newsfeed maybe more women mm -hmm. on dating or how to deal with a guy or like to be more specific I guess kind of like drawing the line between being in your feminine energy but then also 
how to get what you want from a man kind of thing. Oof, hey. I know. Hey. <laughs> it's been insightful, <laughs> but also not insightful because for me personally, and I don't want to dive into this topic too, too much because it's, it's yeah, so yeah, off yeah, topic, yeah, yeah. but I just think there's such a, the thing that I don't really like about those narratives is that there's a very clear wrong and right by the person who's talking mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's necessarily true. I mm -hmm. think it kind of, especially if maybe you're younger or more impressionable or just heartbroken and therefore more vulnerable, mm. you might be someone who really latches onto these words. And what a lot of these words tell you is that there is this kind of man that is good only and that man needs to be earning this much and spending this much <laughs> on you. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's all amazing yeah. if that's the kind of man that you want, you know? Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. I really believe that you should go for what is compatible for you and not for someone who isn't compatible for you to be that thing. Hmm. But don't you think knowing what's compatible for you takes a certain level of self-awareness that maybe majority of people don't have? And that's why they need to date to try and figure out what is compatible for yeah. them. And if they don't want to go through the whole dating many people to figure out what is compatible with them, then mm. they're going to go off the basis of whatever they're overexposed to on mm. one of these platforms and then be like, okay, so you're telling me I need to go for a man that's got this, this, this and that. Mm. Okay, so now when I go out into the world, I'm not dating unless he's got this, this, this and that. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. And you might not even want those things. Like those might not even be the core things in your value system, yeah. you know? But like the overexposure of that content will make you believe that exactly. as a woman or as a man, this is what you should be looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So it's really quite annoying actually I'm trying to get it off my algorithm <laughs> <laughs> you just need to not share it if you like there's a way of saying oh not interested and then it'll yeah stop and I'm waiting for those messages to come up and they're just not I think there's a way of doing that yourself you just have really? to hold your finger on the video and then okay it should, show me it how to do it after yeah, yeah. it is really annoying and also to add to what you said with self-awareness I think it takes a level of courage to be self-aware and to put mm. yourself in situations and not just react and mm. run from something but to like you know run from a person but to mm. be there and see who you are in that situation 100% because you just won't learn otherwise 100% yeah Going back on the, I've got a question for you. Yeah, mm. I've got, so going back on the topic of um, overexposure, because you did mention earlier about uh, like a young girl, that mm. type of content, they'll be very impressionable. Mm. So that will definitely shape how they view men for mm. one. Yeah. So now with that type of overexposure and that we're aware of it as well, do you feel like parents need to be careful of what their children are then consuming? And at what age should that parental supervision kind of like cut off? Because even when you hit the age of 18, 19, 20, you mm. can still be quite impressionable by what you watch. Yeah. So is it still a parent's job to kind of like overlook it and let them know that's not really it? Or mm. what do you think? Yeah, so I actually, okay, so. <laughs> 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 Firstly, with impressionable, I feel like yeah. being impressionable could happen at any time of your life, depending on what you have just been through. Mm -hmm. um, so that's one thing I just mm -hmm. wanted to add in there in mm -hmm. terms of impressionability. But so your question is about parental supervision yeah. and how they should monitor that. Well, 
I think the internet is as vast as the ocean, you mm. know? It is really hard to put a container on that, mm. especially when it is true, like the phones can hear you. Like, I yeah, really believe yeah. that it's a fact and I'm scared because I didn't put my phone on airplane mode before saying this. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's a real thing. You never yeah, really yeah. know what your child is really gonna come across no matter how hard you put parental supervisions mm. and passwords and things on stuff because you don't know what someone at school who has less parental supervision is gonna show them. Mm. So I think real safeguarding and supervision against the internet or what could happen is raising children to have strong minds. It's mm. a lot, you know, if you really are a parent who cares about this kind of stuff is going to take a lot more effort to deal with that to raise basically what i'm trying to say is a lot more needs to be done in the home before kids even pick up a phone in terms mm. of teaching them how to be independent thinkers to be critical thinkers to be able to question everything to not take every single word as gospel from the people around them so when mm. they're seeing people on the internet they're already using an activated discerning mind they're mm. not um just soaking everything in. And that takes a very different kind of parenting, you know, maybe a more collaborative parenting, the type of parenting where you don't just say, I'm speaking and you have to listen to me because I have authority. Mm. Because when they see someone who has more than them online, who has authority, they're already gonna be in the mindset to be a sponge and soak that up. Mm. So there's like a level of self-esteem and confidence. And like I said, that critical thinking that you need to instill in children by letting them have independent minds. And mm. it goes back to what you said with taking your ego out of it as mm. a parent. So it's a much harder way to do things, but that's what parenting comes with, I think. I love that answer. Yeah. I love that answer. <laughs> Thank you. I've got another question for you. Okay, by the way. hit me. Let's yeah, go. So, um, the script. <laughs> do you feel like we choose what we're overexposed by? And I'll give a brief example. So let's just say Instagram pages that are always posting negative things of the mm. culture that we're currently living in today. Like, oh, this rapper is beefing this rapper here. I was and stuff like that today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So it's like, if we're choosing to follow these pages, then technically don't we choose what we're overexposed by? Mm. Because we can follow the positive pages, but majority of us are probably choosing not to. Because mm. mm. it's not as entertaining, which is kind of so funny true. don't you find it's that it's not as I'll, I'm that person right <laughs> it is not right, as entertaining right, yeah, I yeah. have been watching Blue Faces and Christian's relationship for years now oh, just Lord. seeing how it unfolds <laughs> you saw that and the other day yeah I did yeah, I did yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's why I was just the story is only thickening <laughs> oh, I'm never going to stop watching them they are too entertaining um, and even like other content with conspiracy theories and stuff going on and all of that kind of stuff. I love that stuff. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Me too. Yeah. And it got to a point where I was just going to sleep scared and waking up scared because I was just watching this content all the time yeah. and it was making yeah, yeah. my real body and my real life feel very cold. Yeah, and I yeah. had to like look at myself and decide I'm actually not helping anything by consuming this information. Like, mm. I think as someone 
who can sometimes feel, and this is also an illusion, but powerless at the, with the powers that be who mm. control all these things and are doing all that stuff. Mm. I think that maybe the way that I'm contributing or helping is by absorbing this content and knowing more about it. And maybe this information is good or helpful. Mm. And then you have to look at your real life and what actually is good and helpful. Like if you think about your values of moving forward and not being stagnant and progressing and being a happier person even the simplest things like that mm. is knowing more about this helping me do that because as a growth-minded and happier person i'm going to help more people in my real life mm. and so you kind of have to like yeah observe yourself in that way as well like mm. how much are you falling into these social issues and becoming part of that propaganda i guess mm. without even really knowing it mm. Yeah. Interesting. And you kind of have to like, for me personally, reach the point where, yeah, there's always going to be a conspiracy that I really do 100% believe are true. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but when I'm watching this stuff, yeah. mentally, I have to know that I'm watching entertainment because mm -hmm. there is, as a human, a darker side of me that is fixated mm. with these things. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. it's entertaining for it's me It's a guilty to, like, pleasure, isn't it? Yeah, and I don't even yeah. feel that guilty. Like, I really want to... <laughs> You want to dive even deeper dive into the rabbit hole. Into I hear you. Yeah. I hear so you. when I, I am, you. now I'm doing it with the lens of like, I'm watching a horror movie or something, you know, like I'm viewing it mm. as entertainment, but it's not, it is real life. But with that kind of barrier. Horror movies me, are real life to you. Not horror movies. I mean, like the conspiracy theories. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, oh, yeah, oh, oh. yeah. Understood. Understood. Yeah, Got you. yeah exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, personally don't even watch horror movies but those would be the closest thing oh, okay. that i get Got to you. it yeah yeah are there any um <laughs> off on a tangent but i'm dying to know are there okay. any conspiracies that you've researched or heard recently that is kind of like <laughs> <laughs> let me think this is a tangent <laughs> if 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 not it's fine it's fine Hmm, some mind-blowing conspiracies. I just feel like, <laughs> I don't know if I want to say them on the on the podcast, but I just- Can Edit them out, edit. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, hmm, some mind-blowing conspiracies. Nothing really comes to mind. Okay, that's fair. In this exact moment. That's fair. But I think maybe just stuff around like celebrities and what kind of goes on behind closed doors and stuff like that yeah yeah i hear that that kind of stuff i hear that i'm really fascinated with do you know about the do you know about the phrase hidden in plain sight mm. yeah so it's mm. like when you look back at a lot of these videos with these celebrities mm. because we were overexposed to so much stuff from them at one point you kind of don't actually notice the intricate things that are in these videos. And mm. there's always been like little signs here and there. Mm. And then like these conspiracy theorists will break down a certain video and be like, oh, do you see that? See this movement here? Oh see God. how this person's they done used this? To watch those things on YouTube. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Yeah. I think it just depends whether you want to believe it or not. But at the same time, like everything that's in the dark will come to light at some point. So Yeah, exactly. And even more off topic and on a tangent. <laughs> We've been doing that the whole episode. I'm here for it. I love it. Me too. Me too. And this, in a nutshell, is overexposure. But on a tangent, like, yeah. one thing that I saw in a video that I learned was 
you know how people talk about the matrix and stuff like mm, that mm. there's several matrixes oh yeah 100%. yeah like there's several different schools of thought that keep you trapped into thinking that you are much less than what you are yeah. and what i believe is that anything that you watch or hear or read or dive into that makes you feel powerless or mm. makes you forget that you are the universe mm. within yourself mm. You're, you're falling into the matrix. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Mm. Everything is programming. Mm-hmm. That's why it's called TV program. Do you get mm. it? So you just have to understand who's programming me, mm. why do they want to program me, and what are they programming me to believe? And then mm. I think once you have that, you can have the discernment and self-awareness to watch anything freely without mm. even really realistically being affected by it. But that's just my mm. um, personal thought. Yeah, and I agree, but from like the other side of it. So Mm. I would say what I would want to keep in mind is what do I want to program myself for and to be? Like to Mm. keep me, and not in an ego way, but just to keep me as like the center of that. Mm. And anything that isn't in alignment with that, I try to take very lightly. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I hear that. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm not going to lie, when I'm watching like reality TV shows or even like this stuff with celebrities online and their relationships or even Love Island, I think part of why it appeals to me so much is because I like to psychoanalyze the characters. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I relate to that. Yeah. (laughs) I relate to that. (laughs) I like to just think, so that's what an insecure attachment looks like. And then it's horrible when you're like, oh my God, is that what I sound like when I do these things, you know? And it's a self-awareness moment in that sense. And you're Mm. like, don't be that character, be like this character. Mm. You know, you said something that's really interesting to me Mm. because these things that we get exposed to, like the reality TV shows and stuff, um, where you said you try to be like, oh, is this how I act and stuff mm. like that? So it's like, I, I was having a conversation with one of my friends the other day because he loves all of this stuff. Mm. So I said to him, subconsciously, when we watch TV shows and movies and all of these things, we try to find a character that we relate to the most. Mm. and it's like you kind of just proved my point because you um, were watching mm. the show and were, you saw a trait in somebody else and you were like, oh my gosh, do I act like that? Yeah. You had a moment of self-awareness like, oh, mm. I can relate to this. Mm. Even though it probably wasn't the best um, trait to be exposing, mm. but it was still something you related to. Yeah. And I just think that's very interesting about us as people. And yeah. I think that's why we we accept being overexposed to a lot of this content because we as all well. just want to connect yeah we all want to yeah. feel connected to certain things mm. and so, i think yeah. that's actually such a good point to come around to you mm. you know like the reason why overexposure does have everyone in a chokehold sometimes mm. is because we just want to connect like you want to connect as the user who's sharing your story mm. but you also want to connect as the person watching it mm. and just yeah, be part of something. Where do you think that comes from? Like, do you think it's an innate human need to want to connect that way? Or do you think it's because of the way that we're living today? Yeah, I think, well, we're all human beings and it's natural for humans to want to feel some sort of connection. Mm. That's why we have tribes mm. and, you know, we have our own little packs and mm. families that we create for ourselves and all of that stuff. Like, we need to feel connected. And the current technology times that we're living in mm. kind of don't allow us to be as connected as we would have been without it 
So the only way that we can connect is through these kind of platforms. Mm. And that's by trying to connect with people that we can see on our screens and be mm. like, oh, I connect with this or I relate to that. And or even that culturally, like yeah, connecting culture too. With, with substances, you mm. know, or with drinking or with stuff like that. There's always mm. this segue into being able to connect with someone more, more mm. often than not. Mm. Mm. It's very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. <laughs> I'm going to count how many times you <laughs> said interesting today. I don't think I've yeah. said it that much. True. Maybe not as much as usual, but. Yeah. <laughs> no, but now yeah. now that it's a conscious thing, in my th I'm, I'm going to end up saying it so much now. <laughs> yeah. I won't even notice. It'll be the same amount to me. <laughs> but yeah, it is an interesting thing because, um, I don't know, I feel like, I wonder how if, we change the way that we even connect to ourselves that would mm. impact the way that we connect with internet say that again <laughs> like if we change the way that we connect to ourselves you yeah. know and to maybe even take it back a step do you feel like people are well connected to themselves absolutely not mm. no, you didn't even have to complete the question okay <laughs> absolutely not everybody likes to believe they're going on this spiritual journey but it's mm. like no 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 mm. We've segued into such a good off-tangent topic. <laughs> <laughs> What's your thoughts on that? Or, <laughs> like um, when the spiritual people, journey. Yeah. And especially in regard to connection and maybe how people use that or interact with it rather than use. Is it the right word? So when it comes to spiritual journey, mm you're supposed to spend a lot of time with yourself and by yourself. And now the people that say they're on a spiritual journey or they're spiritually aware and all these like coined phrases and stuff, yeah. They're mm -hmm. the type of people that don't really want to be alone ever. Mm. And that's kind of what being on your spiritual journey is. It's just being in that sense of I wouldn't say loneliness, but for lack of better words, loneliness mm. to the point where the only thing you have is the thoughts in your head. Mm. And that's, it's either you deal with it and you come out on top or you allow it to swallow you whole. Mm. That's how I view mm. like a spiritual journey. That's how mine was anyway. Mm. Like, yeah, so mm. I spent a lot of time by myself. Yeah. And when you spend time by yourself, that's when you learn who you are. What did you do with that time? Like, um, what did that time by yourself look like? Just did a lot of studying, did mm. a lot of research on stuff, did mm. a lot of, I think I've told you this before, I was researching yeah, meditation. Remember, yeah. So I was yeah. looking at meditation, <laughs> I was getting mm. into that. Um, that's when I started learning about uh, conspiracy theories, mm. all of that stuff. And on top of that, I also started to learn um, like black history, mm. but not just black history of like slavery trade mm. and all of that stuff, because that's only a portion of our history. I was looking at Mansa Munsa, mm. um, other, other like proper like African traditions mm. and all of that stuff. I was proper researching black history yeah. and trying to figure out where do I come from? Who are my ancestors? Mm. What were we capable of? Mm. What was the civilization like? Mm. What were our teachings? Like there's something called the, uh, it's, it's the 42 laws of my art. And mm. that was like principles that the ancient Egyptians and other mm. people in Africa would also live by. That's so interesting. So, yeah. Mm. So, I did a lot of research, man. I, I had to know who is this person in this body? Mm. 
because we're just we're just we're just basically all souls that are just having a human experience in it i agree yeah that's one thing i say quite often that we're spiritual beings having a human experience Mm. and my spiritual journey was quite not similar to that but in Mm. terms of that being alone thing Mm. that was a core part of it actually because for me i never really sought out spirituality or like was even aware of that as like a thing or a term or whatever. Mm. All I know is that I was just in like a hard point in my life and I was in my mid to early twenties and I'd walked away from like a good few significant things and changed my number. And I think the only person who had my number was my brother Mm. and he lived with me. So I literally never (laughs) needed my my phone. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And for three months I kind of was that way because I just needed a break from all the chaos. And then because I was looking for solutions or things to help me from, you know, to recover from what I'd gone through. Yeah, yeah. That's when I came across chakras. Okay. And then, yeah, nice. and like, it became an obsession, but in like, a, maybe it wasn't healthy actually, but I loved mm. it. Like, it was mm. amazing. And I kind of went into detail into learning about each and every one and then meditating and mm. then balancing each one and meditating on each single chakra. and then meeting other people because that's kind of what the universe does like Mm. it just aligns you in in the right place at the right time Mm. and then meeting people who could teach me more and then that journey kind of grew and Mm. like I said with the universe aligning things in the right time I agree wholeheartedly that you do need a period of time where you're alone and you're not just because I know a lot of people who have found themselves alone at a period of time Mm. and they've done all the right things, you know, like meditated, exercised, eaten well. But until you're alone with your thoughts, Mm. as you said, and take a good look at what those thoughts are telling you or Mm. what you think they're telling you about yourself Mm. and then taking the time to meet that version of yourself and reprogram Mm. it, I don't think you've actually been alone. You you can be alone and fill the time with yoga or researching all the right things to Mm. eat. And that's all beneficial. You know, none of it's not beneficial to like hug a tree. I love doing that. But... (laughs) I really I've do. I've never gone on that deep of a level of spiritual awareness. I love it. Awareness, I seriously but I love hear it. That. But I you're that. just like filling your time with things instead of people, you mm. know, instead of like connecting with something. And yeah, like it's different when you're just reading something and yeah. then when you're connecting with it and it's mm. changing you. Mm. Mm. I had a question, but it slipped my mind now because oh, you, you no. started talking about hugging trees. <laughs> you just have to try it before you say anything to me. <laughs> it's really nice. Going it's just back, a side hug. It's go, not going even back crazy. to, um, to overexposure, yeah? <laughs> I saw a funny TikTok. Yeah. And then it made me go down a whole rabbit hole of like people that actually do all this tree hugging and stuff like that. Because the original TikTok was, um, mm. uh, I, I can't remember it word for word obviously I'm paraphrasing Mm. but there was a guy who was basically filming his girlfriend taking off her shoes and Mm. putting her feet on the roots of a tree and then he was like babe what are you doing and then she was like this is how I'm feeling energized she's giving me energy and he was like oh my gosh there she goes again can't take it anywhere but yeah Yeah. that made me go down a whole rabbit hole of again where I was Mm. choosing to be overexposed to Mm. tree hugging and stuff because I started looking for it 
Mm. So, yeah. yeah. But even in that situation, like, what do you think of the guy who is taking a video of his girlfriend, you know, while she's hugging a tree for. Well, that's one of those moments as well. Where. See, when it comes to overexposure, right? Because I will hug many so, trees, but I'll still smack the phone out of his hand. Yeah, like, I think, I'm not going to be that calm. <laughs> I think majority of people who are social media influencers, quote unquote, content mm. creators, I think they know within the moment what will kind of look good on camera and look mm. good on the platforms and all of that stuff. And also a lot of this stuff is scripted as well. Yeah. We have to take that into consideration. That's a lot of stuff true. is scripted. So it's like you like see these you see pranks. Yeah, mm. the pranks are scripted and also the ones yeah. where they just find random people on the street and start asking them questions like, Oh, what yeah. do you think? Some of them aren't. But then mm. it's like, Oh, swap phones and it's like, Okay, I'll swap this person's phone and that person's phone. Yeah. A lot of that is scripted. Yeah. That's very scripted. And you can see it and it's really annoying. Yeah. And that would keep coming up on my algorithm yeah. and I was like, What did I say to like warrant this? Like why yeah, is this facts. on my feed? Mm. But a person who's watching, who's unaware of these mm. things, they're gonna take it for reality. And then, and if- then they're yeah. gonna be like, oh damn, okay, exactly. I hear it. That's and how men and women are, and it's this, exactly. this, and then shapes their reality, and blah blah blah. Exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I was just gonna say. I was gonna say that's it, because then all you're yeah. seeing is, you know, people just cheat on each other all the time, mm. and that's the reality that you're you're feeding yourself. Do you feel? This is kind of like a conspiracy, yeah. Okay. But do you feel <laughs> these platforms are trying to push the agenda and normalize that this is all okay? this being like cheating on your partner going through phones like do you think they're trying to normalize that oh such a good question so hmm i feel like they're trying to do two things mm. maybe three so i think yes they are trying to normalize that behavior mm. you know that everyone cheats on everyone and you should be paranoid and it's good and normal to check mm. people's phones especially if you look at the context that those videos are coming in you mm. know mm. i always say memes come from somewhere yeah like, there's, a, there's, there's a place to of push truth somewhere. something yeah. to push something you know there mm. were all these memes about girls with pancake horses before everyone started getting a bbl <laughs> so and i don't see those memes anymore you know so i believe that even all those funny videos about i checked his phone and blah 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 i think it's made light of to normalize those behaviors which obviously aren't great Mm. so that's one thing i think they are normalizing certain stuff and then also i believe that an agenda that is at play is for a larger Thing, you know mm. so to continue separating people from each other and mm. from themselves that's what this content does you mm. know it makes you not trust other people it makes you look at your own man differently mm. and all those kinds of things and then it also separates you from yourself because you're now listening to your ego mind which has been programmed by things other than yourself instead mm. of your actual inner being that tells mm. you you're good enough and that you're worthy and that you really have nothing to worry about ever mm. It's interesting. Yeah. I think there's always an agenda at play because you'll see around a certain time of month or like before a certain time, there's going to be all these videos of how cute my boyfriend is. Look at the surprise he did for me. Blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Exactly. 
So you're going to start suddenly seeing all these happy couples out of nowhere for no reason mm. and all these families with kids and make everyone really broody because people <laughs> need to now be indoctrinated to go buy expensive things, yeah. you know, or to like be rushed into doing something that they might mm. not be ready for. So it's very oversaturated. Yeah. Yeah. You don't actually see you don't see real relationships. You just see the relationships that people want you to believe they have. Because real relationships are out there living their lives, being normal. Yeah. <laughs> That's what real yeah. relationships are doing, yeah. you know? And it's I think crazy. it's hard when there's this culture being created and then you don't really see many successful or real relationships in your real life. Mm. And even actually what I just said is an example of programming because just because someone breaks up with someone, it doesn't mean that that relationship wasn't successful anymore? Depends what you label as successful. Like if you see successful and the only measure of success being you have to stay together forever and get married and have children and be happily together forever, that is a type of success and I agree with that. But I also think successful relationships are ones where you've had a good time together you may have also had not great times together which the other example have also experienced everyone has ups and downs mm. but you've grown from the relationship and amicably decided that we don't have to keep forcing this mm. that to me is also a success mm. rather than waiting for the point where it's so toxic that you know the universe has to rip you out of there mm. i think that's important too mm. that's successful to me if like when you look back, you're different from how you were when you got into that mm. relationship. Mm. The best definition of success I've ever heard is from Bill Nightingale. And I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember the quote word for word, mm. but he said, a, a person who is a success is a person who is working towards a worthwhile goal. Mm. So the person who says they want to be a hairdresser and they decide to cut hair, they're a success whether they're making a lot of money or not they're still a success because they are doing what they said they want to do exactly so in terms of relationships i would definitely say if you decide i want to be with this person regardless for how long it is with i want to be with this person and love them entirely as much as i can mm. and in the best way i can if you're choosing to do that and you're doing that then i would say you have a successful relationship yeah exactly mm. and your successful relationship doesn't have to look like the other person's your successful yeah. relationship might be an open relationship yay <laughs> lord jesus maybe not for you <laughs> yeah i hear that probably not for me <laughs> but for many people out there or some an open relationship is a successful situation okay <laughs> i hear that no i hear that each to their yeah. own isn't it? exactly each to their own and each i think their own, we like, have to day. like allow people to be who they want to be you 100%. know like have you come across the term um polyamory or polyamorous yeah yeah so i knew someone who was a hundred percent polyamorous <laughs> mm. like she was a very polyamorous person and she kept forcing herself into monogamous relationships and just became like a serial cheater and that's because she's not living in her truth exactly because it's so frowned upon you know mm. and it was just so sad to me because i was like you would just kill the polyamorous game like you, you're so made for it yeah, that is yeah. who you are like you're so good at balancing all these different yeah, yeah. connections when you're single um 
it's a shame that you don't feel as understood to carry that forward in a relationship or to find someone on the same page as you as that. I think hmm. it's an interesting one. And I think it's hard to speak on if you are not like that yourself, which I don't think I am. What's your thoughts? You're so silent. <laughs> um, nah, I'm, I'm deep in thought mm. because I'm trying to word what I say carefully. Because mm -hmm. this is like, this is quite new to civilization, right? Mm. Like I would say within the last 50 years, it has not been as prominent as it is today. Yeah. So the words I want to say on the matter, I just want to choose carefully so that I nobody is offended. That. You know what yeah. I mean? Because obviously I have my own opinions doesn't mean it's right or wrong, but mm. I have my opinions and I don't want to like offend anybody in their, the way they choose to live their life. All right, um, so disclaimer set, no one come for... Yeah, for no this. one tried to cancel me. Exactly, <laughs> no, I'm exactly, joking. go on. I'm joking. Now um, say what you need to say. <laughs> nah, I just mm. feel like this is all... This is like new think type of stuff, innit? Mm. So it's untested and... It's, it's got a very small community as well. Mm. It's not on such a large scale as it is with like monogamous relationships. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not one that currently understands it. I'm mm. open to understanding it and having a like open dialect with somebody who's mm. in that situation and we can discuss it. Yeah. And yeah, but yeah, I just don't really understand mm. it. Mm. I feel like human beings were made to be monogamous and then mm. everything else outside of that then becomes a choice because of mm. comfortability probably and also trauma upbringing all of that mm. stuff too because mm. you have to you don't have to but when you do psychologically analyze it a lot of that stuff does come down to that i agree to an extent mm. i think some people it's kind of like what we said earlier one with that example with like the kind of man that you want and blah blah mm. blah and i think everything goes you know mm. On this earth, just because you don't see it often or don't hear it often doesn't mean it's not real. Like, truly, we're all just here to have a human experience. Mm. And it's meant to be as vastly different from each other because that's how creative the universe mm. is. So I believe that polyamory is like a very real thing. But I also believe from my personal experience of it was kind of what you said. Like, when I was trying out, I don't think I ever called myself polyamorous, but I was in an open relationship. It was kind of for those... Yay. <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> it was for, you know, kind of part of it was curiosity and experimenting, like to see yeah. if this is something that's for me. 100%. Yeah. But a lot of it was because one, the person I was with was polyamorous. So mm -hmm. that kind of came with being with them. So I was open to trying it mm. because of that too. Um, and secondly. Sorry to cut was, you out. I have a mm, question. Yeah. Okay. If you would have never dated a polyamorous person, would you have ever been open to trying it? Yeah, because yeah? it was in my head. I was okay, like, I really cool. want to try an open relationship. I just want to yeah. see what it's all about. And okay. if it's a bit of me. <laughs> it wasn't. It really, really wasn't. It was not for me. I realized mm. that now, you know. You need to try things to know. So. You need to try yeah, things yeah. to know. And I needed that experience because what you mentioned, like mm. things like trauma, commitment issues, all of that kind of stuff. That's mm. what came to the surface for me and what made me realize what was going on with me, that it was just easier at that time to not feel like I'm putting all my eggs into one basket rather than actually 
being about that life mm. and going through that to know that I'm a very monogamous person. <laughs> I hear that. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to share. I don't want to be shared. Like it's just not, yeah, it's that. just not for me. But being part of that for a while and being around other people who genuinely were polyamorous, I had a mm. lot of respect for them for living in their truth and doing something outside of the norm because mm. It is so healthy for them, you know, mm. like if that's really what you're like and you come across other people who are like that, then it's a perfect situation for you, you mm. know, and I don't see anything wrong with it. Mm. Mm. I hear it still. Yeah. <laughs> I hear it. Yeah. I saw people have a lot of successful and multiply successful connections, mm. you know, and each person feeling valued and cared for and it made me think of just how abundant and unconditional love is you know mm. that it can be spread so evenly and abundantly mm. as long as everyone is happy at the end of the day <laughs> that's all that really matters yeah. i mean who cares what anyone else thinks to be fair yeah it's all yeah. about your own happiness to be fair exactly yeah. and to bring it back to overexposure as well mm. that kind of um made me think too that i think exposure online can be so useful for um unconventional or less known communities like that to bring 100%, insight into their world. I agree. Yeah, yeah. For sure. And not just like that, like even with, you know, trans people, for example, or, mm. you know, I can't think of other examples, but like, you know, other communities that aren't as known about or mm. where the the stronger voice is like the narrative that comes from the news or other places rather than the people themselves. Mm. I think it's so useful to be overexposed in that sense. I hear that that's yeah. interesting yeah <laughs> definitely hear that mm. yeah I mean when you when you're a part of a small community or you're mm. a minority in like the grand scheme of things mm. it's always good to have or it's always it's always good to be able to find your community just by typing something in the search bar yeah do you know what definitely. I mean definitely so. and being able to like type in a feeling or an issue that you might be experiencing mm. that you might feel so even ashamed of or mm. something you know especially mm. things like yeah like mental health issues or something really specific that mm. you don't feel like you could talk about with anyone else and someone's mm. sharing their experience i feel like in that moment they're almost like a miracle mm. just because you needed to know that someone else is going through something like that mm. Will Smith had a quote, paraphrasing again, because I don't remember it word for word. Okay. But <laughs> we'll, we'll edit it in, but go on. Um, <laughs> literally everything that you've experienced in life and every problem you've gone through, every issue you've had, somebody's written a book about it already mm. and how to deal with it and how to get through it. Yeah. So you are never truly alone with anything that you experience. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I like that I like that a lot because it makes you think in a humbling way like mm. you and no one around you is unique as you think mm. <laughs> with yeah. your issues to a degree mm. yeah to a degree yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, very well, interesting <laughs> it's interesting so we're coming up to the end of the episode now oh already yeah, yeah. Damn, already okay. I know we're gonna have to take this off air because there's only <laughs> more <laughs> things to talk about but <laughs> 
one thing we like to do when we end an episode is we like to give a word of advice which usually ends up being a couple of sentences but if you can try <laughs> we like to summarize kind of what we've spoken about into one word as advice that you'd give to the people word of advice one word it doesn't have to be one word but it would be great if <laughs> but it really word. doesn't have to be because we um we often say a couple of sentences anyway <laughs> if i was to try and compact everything down into one word mm. it's one word that has occurred quite frequently throughout this conversation discernment i knew you were going to say that yeah oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah talk <laughs> us through your word of advice why discernment um See, <laughs> how do I explain this? So the reason as to why I've, I picked it, because that, that word has been used quite frequently mm. uh, with a friend of mine. Um, that because me and him always have debates, mm. and his 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 side of the debate is always, but August, you must always have discernment, and that's why I don't follow this and I don't listen to that. And I'm like, yeah, but there's proof of hearing. And he's like, who cares about the proof? Discernment. And I'm like, okay, I cool. I like your friend. That's exactly what I said. I'd be like, who cares about all this hard evidence? That's what I'm saying. But, but yeah, discernment. Yeah. And like having conversations with him made me realize how, how much of that I lacked in my own life sometimes. Mm, so, in sense. Um, we'd be going off onto a whole complete tangent. Okay. But, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, that gave me like a, a realization. Mm. And yeah, discernment is very important in life. Yeah. You must always have discernment and you have to be able to tell this from that and also think something is trying to program me and they're trying to teach me something or make me think a certain way. And what is it that they're trying to make me think and believe and I'll choose and I'll decide if I want to go along with that. That's mm. and how far you go along with it too, because it's yeah, fine yeah, to yeah, agree yeah. To, with things to an extent. Yeah, you but know? you don't want to just delusionally follow everything as well. So. Yeah, exactly. You really don't. Yeah. Yeah. Have discernment, guys. Have discernment. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you stole my word. That's what I was gonna say. Oh, sorry, yeah, my bad. Yeah. What other word could so you? So my chosen? word of advice for today with everything we've spoken about mm. <laughs> i would say hmm this is quite a hard one for today actually what would i say with um my word of advice would be to be aware of your indulgence a couple words okay <laughs> be aware of your indulgence yeah, because yeah. it's okay to watch horrific things sometimes if yeah, you want 100%. to yeah like our humanity means that we have the full spectrum of human emotion you mm. know we don't have to be all love and light all the time it yeah. is boring yeah, facts, facts. <laughs> it is facts. so you can indulge in that but like have yeah discernment yeah, and self-awareness yeah. with how much you're indulging in it and how much it's affecting yeah, your yeah. real life as well it's okay mm. to consume this content yeah just have to understand what it is and what it's for. Yeah. And, yeah, and what it's not for and how much you should limit it with yourself mm. as well. 
Yeah. 100%. Mm, yeah. Well, thank you again. Where? Thank you for having me. Yeah. It's very much appreciated. Yeah, definitely. Always. I'm always down mm. to come back whenever yeah, you need me. Yeah, for sure. Me. Yeah. I'm there. <laughs> I'm there, man. Good. And where can people find you? Uh, you can find me, just type in August 12th on Google. I come mm. up instantly. Uh, and Instagram. is it 12th, like numbers? Yeah, 12th. Okay. Uh, 12th is in the letters. Okay. So August 12th. Uh, my Instagram is August 12th TikTok is August 12th Twitter is August 12th underscore or X <laughs> sorry it's X now okay. um, but yeah that's me mm. I'm everywhere okay everywhere I'm we everywhere. will find you we Thank will you. cancel you no, I'm joking <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm joking Lord. I'm joking hey <laughs> And on that note, everyone, <laughs> if you enjoyed our conversation, like, subscribe, comment. We love reading all of that stuff and we'll see you again soon. Peace. <laughs>